Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code FANTASYFEAST to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. We are presented by DraftKings. It's the show that's so nice, we do it twice every single week. Try to give you two episodes in bite-sized form, 25 minutes each. We'll give you the fantasy thoughts you need to know for each game. And by we, I, I really mean him. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on social media. We're at Ross Tucker Pod. You can always check us out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, but Joe's the star. I freely admit that. I love Joe at FG underscore Dolan. Huge fan of his work. At, always over at fantasypoints.com. Use that code 23feast. And Joe, no buys, so no time to dilly-dally. Let's get to the Falcons and the Titans. Looks like Levis, as yep. of we're recording this Wednesday morning, Will Levis is going to start, but... Malik Willis might still play, Joe? Uh, what do you do with the Titans? I mean, like, after what I saw from Malik Willis and went after um, Tannehill got hurt, they have to start Levis. I mean, good luck. Um, I, my question here with the Titans is how much more time do we have with Derrick Henry in a Titan uniform? Um, I mean, if you have Derrick Henry, you've got to play him, like, in season long. I, I wouldn't touch him in DFS this week um, at, with the Titans as underdogs, but... They already sold Kevin Byard away to the Eagles. Um, I, I would love to see Derrick Henry from a fantasy football standpoint in a Baltimore Ravens uniform because I think that would be a phenomenal spot for him. But I just wonder exactly um, how much longer we have with the, these Titans. DeAndre Hopkins, I'd, I'd trade him if I were the Titans. Like, Go get as many draft picks as you possibly can um, for, for the future. Rand Carthon kind of rebuilding what, what John Robinson built here. Um, I, I have no interest in the Titans from a fantasy football perspective in this game whatsoever. I'll be completely honest with you. Atlanta's defense, especially the run defense, has been very good this year. Um, I'm not interested in Tennessee from a fantasy football perspective. I am interested in Tennessee from an NFL perspective and a team-building perspective. 
What about the Atlanta Falcons? <laughs> Your boy Ritter, three fumbles inside the 15-yard line. And Arthur Smith, yet again. And look, when a coach is winning games and I'm whining about him, it makes it, makes it sound like sour grapes, but I am a fantasy guy. Ross, B. John Robinson should have been on the injury report. And the NFL's looking into this. And, and you know, it, it's it's just so frustrating. This is such a frustrating team from a fantasy perspective. Um, Johnny Smith out-targeting Kyle Pitts. You know, for how many times has that happened? It didn't happen last week. Pitts actually had more targets than him. But Johnny was out-receiving him for much of the, the game. At the very least, Drake London uh, has been kind of their number one guy for a number of weeks running. But it's frustrating because... Tyler Algier gets 24 touches in that game. You know Bijan would have gone nuts if he was healthy, and they just didn't tell us he wasn't. So um, uh, it, it is amazing how Atlanta finds new ways to piss us off every week and still win football games. Again, sounds like sour grapes. They average 6.3 yards per play against the Buccaneers. That's a really good number, uh, but it doesn't make me happy uh, how they do it. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. The Eagles coming off that win over the Dolphins. They're in Washington to take on... The Commanders, Joe. Yeah, and there is one player I want you to focus on for the Commanders this week. And even on waiver runs, I know we're talking Thursday, but this guy's probably still out there in your league. Because Sam Howell is on pace to get sacked like 100 times. like It's it's just under 100, which would be an NFL record. I think Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy have tried to find something in the run game. Brian Robinson has not been good at all the last couple weeks in the run game. Uh, Robinson uh, averaging under three yards a carry the last three weeks. Um, and the name that I want you to focus on, yeah, Brian Robinson, by the way, uh, uh, 2.7 yards per carry the, the uh, last three weeks. Uh, he has a couple of touchdowns, but touchdowns are the deodorant for fantasy. He's still playing around half the commander's snaps. But it's certainly worth noting that the Commanders have given the rookie running back Chris Rodriguez out of Kentucky 11 carries over the past two weeks. He's gained 54 yards, so he's uh, been more efficient than Robinson. And we know they don't like Antonio Gibson as an early down running back. Chris Rodriguez is somebody. I wouldn't be surprised if they start playing a little bit more. And look, nobody runs the ball on the Eagles. Brees Hall struggled to find room to run. Raheem Mostert struggled to find room to run. These are some of the best run offenses in the NFL, okay? So the Eagles are going to shut down the Commanders' run game in this week. But uh, Chris Rodriguez is somebody who should be rostered in deeper leagues because I wonder if they're going to give him more opportunities than Brian Robinson going forward. What about the Eagles, Joe? Uh, the one thing about the Eagles is, and, and look, I, I don't blame them for throwing the ball, spamming A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is on an absolute heater, Uh Ross, in the Super Bowl era, the only two players to have five straight games of 125 or more receiving yards are A.J. Brown and Calvin Johnson. That's the kind of heater that A.J. Brown's on right now. Um, but Devontae Smith has been, you know, hasn't been the same guy as a couple of years ago. And then, uh, you know, I always mention, I love how Nick Sirianni greases the squeaky wheel. I just don't know if that's smart right now with the way A.J. Brown's playing. A.J. Brown had 170 yards and two touchdowns the last time they played the Commanders. And it led to the commanders benching Emmanuel Forbes. So he's going to have a little bit more trouble this week. Uh, but uh, I I'd start A.J. Brown against Prime Dion right now. That's how good A.J. Brown has been. The Browns are playing the Seahawks, uh, a matchup of four and two teams. 
I'm going to guess that Deshaun Watson doesn't play, Joe. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I mean, that's been a disaster. Um, and, and I understand he's quarterbacked them to two wins, but P.J. Walker hasn't been very good. 15 of 32 for 178 in a pick in that game. Um, so I, if the Browns have – and they do. They have a very good roster. We know that. Miles Garrett's the odds-on favorite for defensive player of the year, as he should be. The – Browns probably have to make a move somewhere because PJ Walker cannot. If Deshaun Watson's gonna, this is gonna linger. And if he does play, you don't know what his arm strength is gonna look like, or he's gonna be making bad decisions. They've got to do something, and I, I would guess they've ca- called up Washington about Jacoby Brissett. But Washington might be looking to bench Sam Howell for Jacoby Brissett at some point. So it's a really difficult situation. But obviously for the Browns, what we're watching here from a fantasy perspective is the fact that Jerome Ford is probably going to miss a game or two, if not more, with a high ankle sprain. They always say, uh, the the reports this year have always been, oh, he's got that high ankle sprain, but don't worry, guys. It's not bad. He's only going to miss a game. And then it's a game. And then it's two games. And then it's three games. Kyron Williams, it was, oh, minor ankle sprain. He'll miss not a candidate for IR. Three days later, he's on IR. So keep an eye on Jerome Ford. But Kareem Hunt and Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong actually outsnapped Kareem Hunt after Jerome Ford left the game. Uh, against against the Colts last week. But Kareem Hunt came into that game banged up. He was still their red zone back. So Hunt is the better play. But if you're desperate for a running back this week, and you might not be because no teams are on by, Pierre Strong is an option as well. Seahawks, Joe? So let's keep an eye on the status of DK Metcalf. But how about those two rookie wide receivers? Jackson Smith and Jigman, Jake Bobo leading them uh, in receiving. Uh, I, Bobo is not a great athlete. Um He's just been a really nice addition to them. I, I, I'm not chasing the points on Jake Bobo, but Ken Walker, this guy's pretty special. And the Browns, how about the Browns giving up uh, a 132 run run uh, 132 rushing yards to the two running backs last week? The Browns have kind of gotten run on there by the Colts, 39 points. Uh, I would expect it's going to be a little tougher sledding. Uh, this week um, in this game for Ken Walker, but you can't sit Ken Walker right now. Um, DK Metcalf, though, that's the that's the guy I'm watching. I need to see what his status is. Joe, what do you have in the game? I'm calling for CBS. The Ravens at the Cardinals. Man, the Ravens looked good against the Lions. They look phenomenal, and I think Lamar Jackson's been looking really good all season. Um, and I would expect that to continue uh, in this game against the Cardinals, who... You know, obviously they've been plucky, but we're starting to see the cracks in the foundation that we all thought were there. The thing about Lamar, though, he throws for 357. Only two of his receivers averaged, got 10 fantasy points as a receiver. Zay Flowers, who's a weekly wide receiver two right now, and Mark Andrews, who's obviously the number two tight end in all of fantasy. Those are the only two guys. He really mixed the ball around. Beckham led them in targets. He's not a guy you're starting. Bateman got a couple of catches. Aguilar scored a touchdown. But really, he's mixing the ball around. So it's kind of Lamar doing it in almost a Mahomesian way. He's throwing the ball to his elite tight end, and then all of the receivers really aren't producing all that much for fantasy. Mahomes is getting Rasheed Rice a little bit more involved. Obviously, Lamar's been getting Zay Flowers involved since the beginning of the year, but there's not a dominant perimeter receiver here, and I think that might be the way Baltimore likes it right now. The thing, though, is they have a great matchup on the ground here. Um, Keaton Mitchell 
uh, got hurt again. I know he was somebody people were stashing. So Gus Edwards can be kind of a low-end RB2 and Justice Hill a desperation flex if you need him this week against the Cardinals. The Cardinals on offense? So the the Cardinals, we got I got a little, little mad watching that game. Everybody's picking up with James Conner on IR two weeks ago. Everybody's picking up DeMercado, Amari DeMercado. He gets three touches. Last week, Amari DeMercado's back to being the, the number one. He earned 96% of their backfield expected fantasy points per Scott Barrett. Was fourth most of any running back in any game this season. He was like a high-end bell cow. High, high-end bell cow. And I would expect that to continue against the Ravens. I think he's got RB2 kind of value. The only problem is I don't expect Arizona to score a whole lot of points. And that's going to limit Amari DiMercato's upside. Oh, and by the way, go pick up Trey McBride. Zach Ertz is on IR. McBride could end up being a borderline tight end one here uh, for the next four weeks. And perhaps beyond if he impresses. Whether you're feeling good about your fantasy draft picks or not, Make it easy on yourself. Order in on DoorDash if you're not sure what to eat. Now you can root for your squad while your food and drinks are on the way. That means burgers, chips, dips, soda, pizza, wings, and so much more delivered straight to your door. You guys know the way I roll. I order my DoorDash. I eat the food. I drink my Labatt Blue Lights with my friends or my family, depending on where I am. While I'm watching sports and living life to the power of we, always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joe, the next game, it's the Chiefs at the Broncos. Um, the, two weeks ago, the Broncos actually stifled this offense, uh, held them to 5.6 yards per fly. I mean, they moved the ball but didn't get in the end zone. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen again, Ross, because I think Rasheed Rice and the Chiefs, I thought last week we kind of saw something from them against the Chargers. 7.5 yards per play. That's kind of like the Chiefs that we expect. Rasheed Rice is starting to get a lot of, lot more work. He's kind of emerging as one of their um, receivers that, or, or maybe the receiver that you can use. And you just wonder if having me Cole Hardman out there after that trade, I thought that was a smart trade by the Chiefs. You know, they weren't getting what they needed out of Kadarius Tony. They weren't getting what they needed out of Sky Moore. So they went and got somebody who can run a little bit, who has never really been a fantasy guy, but he knows the offense. They can use him in some of the ways that they've been trying to use Tony and more. And uh, they come out and have their best offensive performance of the year. Vintage Mahomes, 424 um, and four touchdowns against the Chargers. And I just wonder how much Mecole Hardman's influence. They immediately put him out there and he has a solid game. And uh, I mean, he only had one catch for six yards, but he had a long punt return. I, I think that's a trade that really helped the Chiefs. But the, the point remains here. There's four guys you can play for fantasy. 
You can play Pacheco. Uh, you have to play Pacheco at this point. Um, Mahomes, obviously. Kelsey, obviously. And I think Rasheed Rice is a wide receiver three from a fantasy perspective. Um, I don't think anybody here is going to get the shadow treatment from Patrick Sertan. Isn't it amazing, by the way, that Pacheco is like a seventh-round pick and Clyde edwards Larry was a first-round yeah. pick? Yeah, I mean, that. there's your... There's your uh, oh the the running backs don't matter kind of deal, right? That's that's what I mean, people say. Just watching say. them play, if, if if you were blindfolded, you'd say you could just hear Pacheco run harder and faster than Edwards Elair. No doubt about what it. What about what about the Broncos? Cortland Sutton's getting his, but they're splitting up the backfield. Um, yeah, Cortland. The last time these two teams played, the receivers weren't very good. Um, I would expect Jerry Judy to struggle yet again in this matchup. I know Steve Smith was going after him. Judy's going to struggle yet again against Trent McDovey in this matchup, so I'd bench him. Javante Williams, Jaleel McLaughlin, and Samaj P. Ryan are all playing. You know, Javante continues to look good. Uh, he's just not doing anything for fantasy because he's not scoring touchdowns. Maybe one of them comes, uh, but he's more of a low-end RB2 for me, and... and I'd play Cortland Sutton and sit everybody else here in this matchup. Kansas City's defense has been really good. They've been really good. That's a good point. All right, let's talk about one of the marquee matchups of the day. It's the Cincinnati Bengals coming off the bye, and they're going against the Niners bunch that has kind of been out of sort the last couple weeks. Purdy didn't play his best game. We saw their first game, full game, without Debo Samuel. Joe, what are you thinking about the Niners right now, other than McCaffrey? So, here is one of the things that... All right, well, let's start with the Niners. No Debo, um, and Brock Purdy's th- turned the ball over. Look, Brock Purdy, even if they had Debo, was going to start turning the ball over. He had some immense turnover luck in the first six weeks of the season. Um, he was a, a guy at Iowa State who was known for his spectacular turnovers, very Wentzian turnovers. Um, and eventually those are going to happen in the NFL. I still think he's playing pretty well. Um, I'm not I'm not one of those guys out there, oh, he's a bottom five quarterback being completely propped up by his offense. Um, but I was shocked in that game. Shocked. At how little Brandon Ayuk was involved after halftime. After he was getting wide open all first half against Minnesota, I would expect they're going to come out and they're going to throw the ball to Brandon Ayuk early and often now. Um, Cincinnati's got a solid secondary, you know, Wouzier. He's been banged up at points, but they're coming off the bye. So that's going to be a matchup to watch. But I think they're going to get the ball to Ayuk more and try to get Purdy back into uh, back into a solid rhythm. I knew he turned the ball over twice. I still thought he played well. He did not play well against Cleveland two weeks ago. I thought he played well against Minnesota, but the turnovers were there. I think they need to condense it, get Brandon Ayuk the ball a little bit more this week. On the other side, the Bengals? Well, Joe Mixon is is King XFP, somebody who completely underperforms his massive role, but he's still one of those running backs who I love having just because of how big his role is. Here is a key stat, though. By pass rate over expectation, the Bengals' Week 6 game before the bye against the Seahawks was the single highest game by pass rate over expectation for any offense so far this season which means before the bye, they were starting to trust it as Joe Burrow's offense yet again. 
And I think that makes an extremely good buy low opportunity on T Higgins, who obviously has been basically a zero in the first half of the, of the season, because number one, he was dealing with a hurt burrow through the first few weeks of the year. He gets a rib injury. He comes into the buy, uh, the game before the buy against Seattle. He's playing only a part-time role. He only, he only played about 50% of the, the Bengals snaps. But I think this is a great buy low opportunity on T. Higgins because I think Burrow's just getting healthier over the buy. I think T. Higgins is just getting healthier over the buy. I thought that buy came at a great time for the Bengals. Joe, we all know in football, the fourth quarter is where the magic happens. It's where games are won, where champions are made. But we're going into the fourth quarter of this podcast. And in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win their Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. And smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. So get ready to dominate Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at hubspot.com sales. Let's get to Sunday Night Football. Joe, I think there was a lot of people that thought they might flex this one. They, they elected have. not to. And honestly, Tyson Bajan getting his second start actually adds some intrigue to this one. It's the Bears at the Chargers. Both these teams, funny uh, note, have the same amount of wins. You, you wouldn't think that unless yeah. you actually look <laughs> at the records. Uh, hey, hey, Ross, uh, does it bother you that there is a West Virginia school in the PSAC? A little bit. It, like, it really bothered uh, my buddies. Uh, the, 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 the Pennsylvania... Uh, and they're up, really good. Yeah, they are really good. That's where Tyson Bagent went. He went to Shepherd University. I told you the story on the Fantasy Feast before, Ross. Uh, going to a party at Kutztown, which also has a couple of players in the NFL, most notably Craig Reynolds. Um, I had beer, like generic beer at a party there. And uh, it was like... 15 years ago and i can't find where they've sold that since the late 80s so it was really uh precarious it was just beer and that's what the kind of partying they do at PSAC division two schools <laughs> and tyson beige i bet you tyson Bajan has had some beer in his day and i hope he didn't have it before that game against the raiders and he sure didn't ju but judging by his numbers they moved the football a little bit look 4.7 yards per play okay i'm not telling you the guy's the next coming of tony romo um, but they moved the offense, and they ran the ball effectively. Deontay Foreman must be a terrible practice player because he was – these teams just move on from him. I heard he had a bad training camp, but every time you put an opportunity in front of Deontay Foreman, he goes forward. And oftentimes with running backs, that's just what you need for them to do. Go forward. Look, Tyson Bajan, if you've got DJ Moore, he only had eight catches for 54 yards in that game. But this Charger defense has been abominably bad. It's been bad since Brandon Staley took over. They give up. Bajan's not Mahomes. I get it. They give up 483 yards of offense last week. I'd, I'd start DJ Moore and, and and Deontay Foreman. We'll see about Rashawn Johnson clearing protocol. It looks like he's getting close. But I don't see why they'd go away from Deontay Foreman after what he did last week. I thought he looked awesome. And, and made me wonder why were they weren't giving the ball more earlier in the season. As for the Chargers, Joe, they, they just find a way to not win. It's, it's really it's really impressive. It's well, almost la impressive. Last week, I think the problem was I don't think Justin Herbert was very good, and I think Justin Herbert told you he wasn't very good in that game. It was a tough matchup for Keenan Allen on Trent McDuffie in the slot, but the problem right now for the Chargers, 
But first and foremost, Austin Eckler's bouncing back this week. He's going to bounce back. I think they're going to win this game. Uh, I know they'll try as uh, their hardest to not, but I think they will. The problem for the Chargers right now, and it's being covered up by the fact that Josh Palmer's playing so well. Palmer had 133 yards against the uh, against the the Chiefs last week. Rookie wide receiver Quentin Johnston's out there running wind sprints. You know, he's gotten this opportunity with Mike Williams, and I think the Chargers told you when they were running him as their number four receiver that they thought this was more of a long-term thing. But just two two targets, one catch for 20 yards, um, he's droppable right now. And he was a guy a lot of people blew fab on because, you know, Mike Williams got hurt, but it's been Josh Palmer who's really emerged for the Chargers. Uh, and uh, I think they probably would, if, if, if they were being honest with you, would be saying, uh, we wish we were getting a little bit more out of out of our first-round pick right now. I forget. Was he drafted before or after Jordan Addison? He was drafted before Jordan Addison. Addison was the fourth of four. It went it went Smith and Jigba, Johnston, Flowers, Addison. Those were the four in a row. Yikes. Mm-hmm. And they might be in reverse order of how good they are. Let's get to uh, Monday Night Football. Raiders. Detroit Lions. Two Raiders. teams that had very forgettable Week 7 performances. Yeah, you know, when, they, when the Raiders started Brian Hoyer... I thought it was a defensible move. I'm like, you know, O'Connell took a lot of sacks in his start, but then Hoyer was just bad in that game. They eventually put O'Connell in, and I would think if if Jimmy G is not ready to play on Monday night, O'Connell would be the guy. Devontae Adams gets 12 targets, uh, but only seven catches for 57 yards. Teams are being told that they're not trading Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs still has a massive, massive, massive role. He's like... He's like a worse version of Tony Pollard and Joe Mixon right now. The role is everything you want. Everything. But he's not producing because the offensive line hasn't been great as a run-blocking unit and the team isn't very good. But you still have to start him. You still have to start Jacobs, Adams, and Myers and nobody else on this team. What about the Lions on the other side? We got this news about Marvin Jones. Yeah, um, I hope everything's okay with Marvin Jones leaving for a, a family situation uh leaving the team um I, I i don't know how much that affects for fantasy because he didn't have a target last week um jameson williams though six targets no catches do you know what we had there ross lions in baltimore a burn the tape game nobody played well baltimore had 28 points by the time the lions picked up a first down at the very least we saw jameer gibbs and his potential um but a lot of that was in garbage time. I still expect he will be the number one running back in this game with David Montgomery expected to miss another one. And I anticipate Jared Goff bounces back. Jared Goff is a far better home quarterback than a road quarterback. Love the controlled environment of the Dome. Obviously, he played in sunny California. Controlled environment there. It's cold and windy in Baltimore, and Jared Goff's not all about that life. Jared Goff gets back on track on Monday night. I think he throws for 300-plus. Don't be shocked if Jamison Williams makes a big play on Monday Night Football and everybody remembers why we like the Lions. Ooh, all right. I like that tidbit, Joe. Check him out on social media at FG underscore Dolan. If you go to fantasypoints.com, use the code 23FEAST. I am at Ross Tucker NFL. Greg Cosell on a Thursday edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. The Civilian Goat. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Feast. 
Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. 